My breathing sounds aren't super loud, are they? Okay. Okay, are you ready? Well, wait, let me put you... Let me bring you up. Yeah, I'm ready. Cool. Alright. Uh, one... Two... two three, three... Four... Live! Man, you know what I'm saying? A nigga was uh, geeked up over, over here on 7th Street on the corner of the She ain't had my money. We ain't talking. It's all good. You know, I'm just uh, just fasting for Ramadan, so um, just not doing much of anything. You'll have to excuse me. My brain's a little empty right now. Same. <laughs> so I'm probably going to be an airhead. <laughs> uh, we're just a couple of himbos doing yeah. a little podcast. It's okay. So you feel me. It's all right. I'm about to get full brain damage from the water in Philadelphia, so I think it's okay, <laughs> you know? So, so you were telling me that there's that there's an update. What's the update? The update is oh, for anybody who doesn't know, which is probably everybody, because I don't know why you would know, but uh, there is a chemical spill in the <laughs> river near Philly, and pretty much the whole city was told via text, via a cute little text, that they recommend you buying bottled water f- until further notice. Now the water department is saying that tap water from the Baxter drinking water plant, which is where I get my water, uh, will remain safe to drink and use at least until midnight. Okay. Uh, Not bad. I have to fill up some jugs of water, I guess. I I guess I need to take a shower, too, before it gets real greasy, but it's cool. It's whatever. It's the same chemical, apparently, that was in the... East Palestine spill, which was very Ako Taco, I will say. <laughs> I, do you remember when uh, when Trump sent out the text to us? No. I forget what it was about. Trump had sent out a text to, like, the whole country. <laughs> oh, my God. He needs to take us all off that fucking mass text shit. I don't want to be mass texted by any government official. Yeah, it was it was freaky. I forget what it was. I don't know if it had something to do with COVID or something, but it was really weird and random. And I remember people being freaked out about it. Oh, it probably was COVID-related. It was either that or it was the stop the steal. Yeah. Makes sense. He's just sitting there texting furiously. <laughs> Stop the steal! <laughs> yeah, like the last day of being in office. <laughs> There's been like, we had a bit of a dry spell as far as like good drama. 
it was like after the Selena Haley Bieber situation, there wasn't really anything too spicy going on for like a week or two. Um, there was a brief update on that though. Haley okay. Bieber had to contact Selena and tell her that she was getting death threats, and so Selena had oh, to be that. like, "Guys, I don't want this." And I get that because that's obviously going like way too far. That's like beyond too far. I think honestly, anything beyond just commenting and maybe making a video that's like a hee haw video and not like a crazy weird situation about stuff like that is fine. But once you start getting into the whole death threats, um, you need I mean, to, I just like, wonder what they expected. <laughs> they're crazy they're being stupid and crazy toward each other and they have fans who admire them well, if you admire a crazy person you're probably crazier these are largely <laughs> probably children um yeah exactly doesn't really excuse it i don't think you should be death threatening anybody especially if it's over something incredibly mundane like this because at the end of the day uh not the greatest of concerns but nah. i'm just kind of surprised that selena didn't say anything about this until now because I feel like if she she probably would have had the foresight to know that this is going too far even like two weeks ago so I'm kind of it's intriguing that she didn't say anything well I think that's because she was she, I, I, the way I see it she was saying oh well I'll let you tell me that they're bothering you before I tell them to stop <laughs> she was just like Acting like she was minding her own business, pretty much. I know that yeah. she must have been eating that shit up to a little degree, you know, to basically oh, sure. have the whole internet on your side over some bullshit, you know? <laughs> so, but the video of 6 9 getting just totally jumped out of Planet Fitness. Yeah, I didn't see this, so tell me about it. Oh, this. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to send you the video, but it's literally what it is. It's 6 9 is at a Planet Fitness, I think, in, like, either L.A. or Florida or something. Mm-hmm. He's just literally getting his fucking ass beat by, like, three dudes. Um, his face is fucked up. He's also wearing, like, little booty shorts at the same time. And at the end of Why it... Why has he still got the, that hair and all that? I don't know. I'm very... <laughs> How long has he had this look? It's a pretty old look at this point but at the end of it the guy that was recording the video was like following him out of the bathroom and was like wait i'm a fan i'm a fan can i get a pic and he's just like you guys just jumped me and he was like i know but i want a pic <laughs> wait so the guy filming him yes. did it? <laughs> the guy filming him was just like i know that i just recorded you get your fucking ass beat but hey I'm a fan. Give me a pick. A little pick. Oh, okay, wait. So was the guy that filmed it friends with the people who actually beat him up? I am Or in, he's literally just like <laughs> he I think just he, was filming. It kinda seemed like he was just trolling him, honestly. I think he okay. was probably friends with the people that were beating him up. <laughs> um, but there's plenty of reasons for why that could have happened. So Yeah, because he's a snitch. <laughs> I think that's largely the reason why. There are other reasons that could have probably justified it in people's minds, like the whole being just a creepy person and selling heroin to people. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons. He didn't sell heroin to Didn't anybody. he? I thought that I was mean, a I'm huge sure... thing. I thought that was the reason I... why he like got in trouble. 
I'm sure what it was was that he was hanging out with heroin dealers. <laughs> oh. Well, he snitched on somebody. And at the end of the day, I feel like if you're a public figure and you're snitching and clout chasing, it's kind of just a recipe for disaster probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had this conversation. To, to the people out there, you're probably never going to hear this conversation because <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to line up that stuff. It's it's too much of a headache, and I don't feel like dealing with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this is no. I mean, it's fine. So this is likely the first episode that people will be hearing. <laughs> but long story short, people who snitch publicly tend to get uh, get stitched, boo booed on. Yeah. Yeah. A little poo poo. But I don't know. I. I'm not a fan of watching a person just get brutalized by like multiple people. Typically, um, that being I am said, they deserve it, but I don't necessarily think he does. I mean, he looks fucked up. I don't think he deserved that. <laughs> I don't know. They're... Now, do you remember when um, when when Big Big Poppy got got uh, got robbed and those guys in Dominican Republic fucked up the robbers? No, what? <laughs> This is an instance where I do think that it was deserved. Oh. Basically, like some ne'er do wells had found. You know Big Poppy, David Ortiz. David Ortiz sounds familiar. Hold on. When you see his face, you'll probably recognize him. But he's he's like a mega star. He's retired oh, now, but he's like a mega baseball star baseball dude. player. Yeah. Okay. But he was always a really cool guy. Really like, you know, he just seemed like a teddy bear. You know. <laughs> he, but again, you know. If you played baseball and you were a star in the United States, you've probably got a lot of goons in Dominican Republic if you're from there, no matter how nice you are. <laughs> okay. But so, yeah, so he got robbed by some some idiots in Dominican Republic. And he said, it. well, I, I can't even allege this because I don't know if he did. I don't know what happened, though I'm assuming these were his goons. But somebody went after the people that robbed him. And you got to see the video of just like the, the guys they're just like laid out like in front of a shack like their faces are oh. all fucked up <laughs> Jeez. but that's the thing why hey why are you robbing the local hero this guy got out he's been giving money to the community and stuff why, what they you, could why have are you easily not even have been affiliated with them they could have just been very impassioned fans that yeah. were not pleased with the situation but i'll say he's a big he's a big guy that down there I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure if those people that did it aren't with him, they were told to do it by some people that are with him. <laughs> They're paid to do it okay. by some people that are with him. Well, <laughs> don't uh don't rob Big Poppy. Lesson learned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I don't I don't know what's going on with this outfit he was wearing. It looks weird. <laughs> you know, I'd like to Is it leather? <laughs> are you talking about 6ix9ine? I do feel yeah. like if you're catching somebody in their most vulnerable state in a gym bathroom, they're probably not going to be looking their drippiest, you know? So I don't nah, necessarily but he's wearing leather shorts. blame him for wearing <laughs> booty shorts while getting jumped. I just think that that was kind of, it was just a bad luck day for him, I guess, you know? See, I'm not even talking about the length of the shorts. I don't understand why they're leather. I don't think they're leather. <laughs> they could be. I'm not, you know what? I don't they know. They look shiny. Now, maybe uh, maybe I'm just being distracted by his shiny coat. <laughs> shiny coat. Maybe the coat is making the shorts look shiny when they're not. But these shorts look like they're some kind of leather or pleather. I wonder what 
his sign is. <laughs> what's six nine? Six nine. Uh, hey Siri, what's six nine sign? Yeah, he's a Taurus. Mm. Okay. One second. Here's what I found from Wikipedia. Daniel Hernandez, born the eighth of May, nineteen ninety-six. Okay. Also known as six nine, pronounced. Six nine is an American rapper, singer, songwriter, and internet person. <laughs> <laughs> you got that British. So he's a Taurus. Oh no, I've got the Indian Siri. Oh. I ha- I had to do it to represent my my lady. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Siri. <laughs> I had Australian Siri for a while, but I genuinely like the man could not understand the accent on occasion. So. Um, Australians have a hard time pronouncing some words up in Philly, I guess, like Google, you know? I don't like Australians. Oh. <laughs> I'll go on record saying that. I, I, I don't like of, them. I don't like the way they talk. I don't like their country. <laughs> I kind of like their vibe. I like the idea of their vibe. It kind of just seems very... They're ghetto. I don't like it. That, well, I guess that's kind of why I like it. I like that they vaguely remind me of uh, distant relatives in North Carolina, like, of the trailer park variety. But, like, I like that, you know. It's just very much so I just don't give a shit, you know. I'm just going to say whatever. And then you throw in some C words here and there, too, to make it a little spicy. I like it. I, you know what I I like don't? New Zealand people. I get a little nervous. Oh, wow. I didn't know we were going to get into a xenophobia segment. <laughs> but <laughs> I was walking on the street today, and some guy just randomly started speaking in German near me. And I did get a little, I got a little tense. I got a little, no, that's not cool. I got a little I like bristled. <laughs> I don't dislike Germans at all. I have no issue with it. But I think it's, it's a harsh like, language. I think it's the language. I think Germanic languages. Um, it sounds like they're gonna bust you somewhere (laughs) it sounds very intense it's not it's not very like it's not it's not a romantic language yeah yeah but yeah i don't know i like it a little (laughs) bit i kind of like how just guttural it is sometimes i don't know how else to describe it it. but yeah i just got like a little i think it was also because it kind of looked like andre chikatilo so i was just like to see such a gaunt pasty tall white man just go <laughs> i was just like Ooh. now who's this andre person uh that's a serial killer from okay. the ukraine the ukraine wow he's ukrainian <laughs> i haven't said the, the ukraine. ukraine in a while <laughs> and i don't know why i just fake, did famous fake country ukraine <laughs> <laughs> but um i think he was a serial killer in russia he killed a fuckload of people in like the early 20th century it was like a fuckload like also that's why they went in there yeah it was because of him <laughs> he's probably it all makes sense now in, like top 10 most fucked serial killers you know wow that's he's pretty that's some pretty stiff we don't competition need to go into that. i'm not you know we're not a true crime pod oh, shit. but so i so i was like fresh off of waking up and not eating breakfast this morning uh both of us me and jessica I'll I'll <laughs> I'll blur that out at 14 minutes. <laughs> but um yeah, the both of us had just had just woken up and then fell asleep because we didn't feel like being awake. But I was both of us were still kind of awake. And so I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast and they were talking 
Joe Budden's like a he's a freak. He's such a weirdo because he likes watching documentaries about like the most grisly stuff imaginable. <laughs> oh, so he's like most moms in America. He's like most women in America. <laughs> In a lot of ways, not just that. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so, yeah, so he, he was talking about, um, I don't know if you know, but there's a Subway Jared documentary out. I've been hearing about him lately. Is that why? Is that coming yeah, out? Yeah, that's why. You guys are always got to be a fucking documentary about these people. I just let I know. them rot and, like, disappear from history. If they suck so much, please. like That's what I'm saying. Don't give them and I mean, like. The, they were giving kind of like a synopsis of the, of the series and everything and it was just like the most like disgusting <laughs> depraved shit you know and the both of us were just like oh. <laughs> like asleep just like oh. that was really really and truly like just ugh. because you know i i don't i don't look into this stuff when i hear somebody's a pedophile i i take i take whoever's saying it's word for it if they've if they've been convicted and like they've gone through a trial and everything, I just assume whatever they did was bad. I do. I, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if somebody's been accused of something and it gets to like court, it goes to court. It's and that, it's confirmed in court. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't really think I need to watch a like a YouTube documentary about how something happened if it's just. It happened, you know? <laughs> right. I don't exactly. know. I guess it's, like, more specifically... I think I, it makes sense to me why people would be interested in crime documentaries and stuff like that, especially if it's something that's more up in the air, like, kind of a... You know, like, um, Unsolved Mysteries type thing. Yeah. Um, I, my, my, my dad, he used to love watching that stuff, yeah. so I would watch it with and him. And, like, yeah. when the... Uh, you know, like, the Alex Murdoch trial that had been going on recently, uh, that documentary no, came that? out. He Is that the one that killed the, the van girlfriend or whatever? What? No, 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 no. No, not, not that. It's this oh. dude <laughs> in uh, South Carolina. I can't remember what town it was. It was, like, closer to, like... The south, southern, the southern part of South Carolina, small town lawyer, uh, but like really big in the area. Long story oh, he short, kids. he killed his kid. He killed yeah. his wife. He killed his uh, nanny, his kid's nanny. Um, he covered, attempted to cover up. kind of did cover up uh, the kid that he killed killing of another girl it was a whole thing and then there's this other guy who allegedly might have had some gay stuff going on with his other son who also died under unusual circumstances but because that family has like decades of um history just being kind of the big hot shots as far as lawyers go in that town you know it was pretty okay. easy for them to just kind of beep, 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 you know it was kind of like an atticus uh, finch sort of thing <laughs> Isn't that the name of the? Like, isn't that the name of the lawyer? To kill a mockingbird? Yeah. Is that what he? Yeah, he was like a he was a big time lawyer. I thought he was like a right, like a criminal, like he was a defense attorney. Yeah, he was he was the big timer in the town though. Right? I guess. I, I never read. I never read that I, book. I'll be honest. I don't think he was abusing opiates and killing people to get money to abuse opiates though. But he was southern and he was a lawyer. Yeah, so he's basically the same guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the same dude, actually. It's the same guy. Um, but yeah, so like that, I was very interested in that, partially because of like the proximity to like where I'm from. Um, small time, like small town crime 
is something that tends to be more interesting to me a little bit um, just because of like a lack of coverage and um but especially you know if there isn't like a consensus made on it yet or anything like that it is interesting to keep up with it's kind of like the whole you know when like casey anthony was happening i think everybody was pretty much paying fuck attention to that because it was a kind of a crazy situation and we were kind of watching it in real time you could say the same about like the oj simpson trial when things don't have a clear definitive conclusion yet i think it makes a lot of sense for there to be like morbid curiosity with it um but in the case of jared where it's like he did it he did done it and they done got him convicted it's all it's all settled it's, yeah it's squared away and i don't want to think about this fucking fat sub hoagie man ever again like i just no he's not fat anymore yeah because he lost the weight he did the subway diet the jared diet or whatever the fuck he lost the weight he's not fat anymore <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's just kind of like yeah i we fucking know it's the same yeah, as, like, but, the R. Kelly situation. At this point, it's like, what else needs to be said? Well, but that's the thing. There are people out there that want to hear the grisly details. And so I guess, like, the, the premise of this documentary or docuseries is they, you know, like any other documentary, they interview a bunch of people. Yeah. But there was this one lady who apparently worked at a school where he had... And this is the other thing is I, he was... Okay, wait, they're telling me to save something closing oh yeah okay but yeah so he was like visiting schools and stuff as the subway guy yeah but like uh, like to keep it light what kid wants to meet the subway guy (laughs) i think that's a very good example of small time like using the term celebrity very loosely like that's like the easiest person to bring into a school okay that's a good point also because he's a fucking freaky gross pedo man obviously he's gonna be so down to do this shit so yeah he was probably like hey subway (laughs) i've got a great idea for outreach you think that you know public schools don't have a lot of money it's not like they're gonna go and try to get fucking like the baldwin brothers or whoever the fuck george clooney's not gonna be coming into like your little local public middle school to like tell you guys to not do fucking drugs or anything jared from subway is going to tell you to um start eating his diet and he'll show you how? I just don't I just don't understand why you'd go to either of those two. I don't know why kids want to meet George Clooney to the same degree that they would want to meet Look, Subway nobody Jared. Did. These kids did not want to meet Jared. What they wanted was that free time away from class to be in an auditorium. Yeah. Just an excuse to meet somebody they've seen on TV and not be in class. Oh, God, auditorium shits in school was fucking... It was always weird shit. Um... I remember in high school, there was a huge thing where they would take you into the auditorium to just kind of watch car crashes. And <laughs> what, to like tell you to not be text like, and drive? Don't text and drive. <laughs> don't drink and drive. One time, we had to go to this like scenario situation at the football field in high school where, and I swear to God, it was like the theater, like the guy who's in t- charge of the theater, whatever the fuck, the theater teacher guy was the main guy. And a bunch of these kids from, like, the theater club or whatever were all in it. And they brought, like, a real, like, EMT 
car there and they like created a fake car crash scenario and showed like these people and it's like hey that's fucking like that's Shelly from like my third period <laughs> chemistry class and it's just like these people just pretending to be in a car crash and then like somebody coming up at the end and being like and this is why you don't text and drive and we were all just sitting there at the fucking like the bleachers being like ah yes exactly this is very informative to watch <laughs> mr whatever his name is get wheeled away at an emt and meanwhile we're all just like god these fucking theater kids are doing the most even on company hey, but, dime or school dime you know but you got to not be in class that's pretty cool no exactly that's the only reason why you don't complain <laughs> we we uh we had a thing we had like a performance that the student union um, had had set up where the new boys came by our school. But so keep in mind, this was this was like two or three years after the new boys were hot. Wait, was this like new boys? Like teach me how like to you're jerk. you're a jerk. Or like you're yeah. a jerk. You're a jerk. Yeah, those you guys. got those guys? I would have been so fucking excited even if it was <laughs> a couple years too late. Oh no, it was cool. It it was cool. I mean, you know, like, they were like what? right in the middle of the in the Did middle. Did they teach you how to jerk? Well, they just performed. That's all they did. That is so good. Yeah, That's no, it was amazing. Sick. I miss them. Also, I miss did, the jerk era. I do too. Did did I ever tell you about um my sister's at my sister's school, they had Drake Bell come by and perform? <laughs> See, it's what I, we were saying about Jared. There yeah, are people yeah. who are all too willing to go to these fucking schools. Nah, but these kids, I guess they're performing arts kids, so they're smarter than the average kid. They hated him. Oh! <laughs> they booed him. He, he got pissed and like cursed the kids <gasps> out and left. Oh my god, that's so... Wow. 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 Amazing. You're not going to trick those kids. <laughs> Man, we always got like boring shit. We had like Eric Whitaker come to our school once. He's just Who's like that? some fucking composer, singer-y guy, and it was like the choir oh, kids were all like hype <laughs> as fuck for him. It's always just like, I don't know, I feel like the theater kids and the choir kids always got like first dibs for cool shit. You know? That's like <laughs> Nah, that wasn't my experience. <laughs> I don't know. They really liked our theater program there. And I'm just like, alright, it's cool. We had like a good theater program and a good choir as far as like things that went to like state competitions and whatever, but I was just kind of like okay. You know? I was just like, yeah. Mm, okay. That's cool. No, I feel that. Cool for you. But Well, to pivot, this is a very sharp pivot, but I'd like to talk about the podcast drama. Do please explain it a little more. <laughs> um, you briefly mentioned it earlier. I want you to deep dive a little bit for me. Because I think you're okay. more involved, like, more aware of these communities than I am. I'm in the mix. <laughs> you're in the mix. <laughs> so, um, so we've spoken before about Red Scare. Um, you know, I like the show, but at the same time, I go back and forth because sometimes they get really boring and they get really lame and they just get predictable and I don't know. Huh. It embarrasses me when people do too much. Uh, so, you know, it just, I just get embarrassed and I can't really be a part of it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I still love them and I still do, you know, I still listen all the time. But anyway, so in the world of podcasts that they're in... Um, did I ever have we spoken about the the various movements 
that outgrew each other in this world? No, no, I don't think so. So initially, there was this thing called the Dirtbag Left, and it was it was basically a, a group of podcasters that the thing that united all these people basically was that they all kind of sprung up after 2016 after the Bernie uh, run. Oh, are these all like retired Bernie Bros? Well, it was at the time because it depends. Some of them started right around that time. Others started a little after, but um, but yeah. So that they, they were big into Bernie. It was like it was them. It was like Red Scare. It was like Chop with Trap House and a bunch of mm. other podcasts that people got into. But then, as Trump was more and more of a thing, you started to see a bit of a schism between these groups of people. And so you started to see, you know, subtweets and stuff, different uh, issues and dramas and things. And then the thing that popped up, and this popped up kind of like right before 2020, was the post-left. And so mm-hmm. the post-left were the people, like the, the Red Scare-ish people, who went away from this. And they started to move away from leftism and grow closer to this thing that's now called the dissident right. <laughs> And so Whoa. the dissident right is like, I don't know, like, have you ever heard of, uh, of Nick Land? No, but this is still just sounding like disgruntled Bernie bros, you know? Well, the, the dissident right isn't necessarily that. So these people are actually a little more interesting in terms of just charting them. Because, I, I look, I could go on and on. I'm not going to bore you with all the, like, minute details about this. But basically that realm of people they're uh, there are some of them like there's this guy uh oh what's his name he, he his pen name is mencius Moldbug, and so his whole thing is that he he is into this idea of monarchism where it's like a popular monarchism mar- monarchy is what he kind of envisions and he doesn't believe in like old school like you know, English king and queen. He believes in basically like an FDR type figure. Oh. But anyway, so there are people like this, and, and again, it's like they're a little more comfortable with race science than than a person of the liberal, like of like coming out of the liberal world. Type vibes. Not necessarily. They're just more open to actually like looking at data that compares that compares demographic groups and stuff. Okay. Um, some of them are actually just racist. So, but <laughs> what's the beef between these guys? So, yeah, time's gone on, time's gone on. Now, already, the post-left is pretty much not a thing. We're kind of at this weird point, like this, I don't know, we're at a point where people are trying to kind of figure out what they're going to do and who they're going to be. Well, the ones who seem to jump from trend to trend, you know? And anyway, there's this journalist whose name is Catherine D, and she writes about you know she's basically like a culture writer she has a podcast and she just talks about mostly internet culture uh she talks about you know like old usenet uh you know chat groups and stuff she talks about tumblr like early social media stuff like that and she talks about current stuff yeah no i mean it's really she's a really interesting person and she she does great work you know but so over the last month or so she's been uh, she's had this criticism of people who are mm, signaling right right wingness 
though even though they're not tr- they're not truly right wing <laughs> mm-hmm. you know again they're they're taking on like the aesthetic of and it's it's i don't know again i could go on and on but they're trying to push this idea of being right wingers because they make jokes about race and they are willing to be honest about like gender like like the fact that there are certain things that there are certain natures of men and women you know things like that but um yeah so it's that kind of stuff and um i'm sorry i'm rambling but the whole point is she came out and she just made a tweet that just said something like uh she was just talking about this this phenomenon of these right-wing people and one of these people came out and identified himself with the tweet that wasn't directed at anybody in particular uh the the perfume nationalist jack the perfume nationalist (laughs) and and so yeah i told you earlier he's like a he's a fragrance head he's really into fragrances but so his thing is that with his podcast he calls it a these people they all call their podcast projects they believe that they're doing some kind of artistic endeavor as opposed to just talking okay (laughs) but so his project is about articulating a right-wing aesthetic that's his thing basically and so so like one of the recent episodes they did a discussion about atlas shrugged but the idea is that basically he'll pair a fragrance with a piece of media that they talk about so it's it's a mixed conversation of this fragrance and this media okay that's interesting <laughs> yeah i mean i listen to a show sometimes it, it, it's interesting i've learned about a lot of really good fragrances from him i've once i started listening i was like oh this is really cool so i started buying perfumes <laughs> not like well some of them are women's but that you know that is the correct term for a fr- for most fragrances. would it be like if we just started talking about andrew tate and i was just like speaking of andrew tate this reminds me of my favorite axe body spray you know basically yeah basically it's like, and and you you would say something like, yeah, you know, um, this body spray. It's a woody, it's got a, woody aroma, hint of floral, nom nom nom, you know. But then you you add an additional layer of analysis, and then you say, and this woody note reminds, makes me think of, you know, the Him, smell of the of, of a chat room. Yeah, it, it makes me. It, it gives me the idea of being in like a cabin in in Romania. While I'm being sex trafficked by Andrew Tate. <laughs> exactly. Axe <body> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll start talking about I don't know some movie that's about like cam girls or something. Like that's what he does basically. Okay, so he's basically butthurt because he thinks that he got called out by her, and she's like, uh, didn't say her name, but okay. Right. And and to add insult to injury, she isn't she's not playing this political media game that they're all playing. So all these people apparently have been harboring issues with her where they think that she's like a a phony or like a a, a liberal snitch lurking in the shadows. Yeah. And of course, she's Jewish. So I'm sure there's some undertone of the Uh, of it being, you know, a Jewish thing, too. Okay. (laughs) Even though many of these people are Jewish. But again, that's how this, you know, that's how this stuff works. You know, it's never clear. It's never coherent. (laughs) It always interests me when people get super, they get real quick with anti-Semitism and the conspiracies and stuff. It's almost like people think that all of Jewish people are like the leftist media or something. And it's not that way. I mean, to be fair the left the academic left 
the media left, it does have a lot of Jewish people. But so does the right, though, you know? Like, even just, like, very obvious people like Ben Shapiro, you know? Like, they're very vocal right-wing Jewish people, too, you know? It's kind of the same as, like, um, anybody sort of just, like, being like, oh, you're this identity, you must identified this way politically as a result of it, you know? I think a lot of people um, probably... This might not, this is probably not a good example, but like Kanye, people being like, oh my God, there's so much wrong with what you're saying because you're a black man. And it's just like, <laughs> that, you know, that's not going to stop him from feeling the way he feels, you know, like that's yeah. not, you know, n- there, there's no group that's like a, uh, well, there's, I don't think, I can't really think of a group of people, but either from like an ethnic, religious, racial context where they're like, monolithic in terms of political values you know there are a lot where there's like a lot of like traditional ingrained political values in a lot of places like especially if you do take religion into consideration um but i don't know it's just really weird to me because it's like you're blatantly ignoring the amount of like jewish people that are on your side if you're like a conservative that's like the leftist media you know but you've got to admit that the amount of Jewish people who identify themselves with and as conservatives in the American context is much smaller than the amount of people who are in the academy who push leftist ideas, push leftist scholarship, people who are in various forms of media that are overwhelmingly liberal-oriented <laughs> you, you you do have to admit that there is and that's and again I'm not saying that to say that there is a conspiracy. No, I just <laughs> think just it's, it's based on a lot of assumptions and a lot of um just what we see at face value, you know. I think a lot of people just, you know, they make the connection that there are a lot of like Jewish people that are involved in Hollywood, therefore they assume that they must be like in control of it. And there are a lot of Jewish people who are involved on like the centrist or like right-leaning political um, spectrum too. And I think that a lot of people kind of blissfully, it's a blissful ignorance type of situation, I think, because it's like, well, if I agree with them and they're doing what I want them to do, I'm kind of going to, you know, eh. No, I'm not going to bring that up. You know, I think it goes the same way for a lot of other people from different backgrounds. If they do align with what you want, you're probably not going to be quite as quick to side-eye them. I'll just throw this out there. It's not a coincidence that there are as many South Asian people as there are that own gas stations. (laughs) That's not a coincidence. When when people when there is a dias when there's a diasporic group of people who come to a place, off many groups many diasporic groups of people are big on forming a sense of community. Um, when they're when as they're in that diaspora and as they build it, so when you have a cousin that comes over, you put them on on the thing that you're into. You guys have a shared culture. You have made, you have shared values. If you come from a culture that values education, you're likely to do what. If education matters in the society that you're in, you're going to find that they are doing well in various fields. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. I just think it. People just kind of 
find an avenue that they can succeed in and they typically yeah. will stick to that i mean that's that's the reason why there is an association with um jewish people and banking because like way back when that was like the only trade you could actually get into because of just le- literally people just being like nope can't do that can't yeah, own usury. this kind of property can't do this kind of business so it just yeah. it was a natural like okay well i need to sustain myself and this is the only way i'm going to be able to and then that yeah. just trickles into a whole nother slew of stereotypes because you are already in a culture that has these pre-existing stereotypes and it transforms into a whole different thing but that's also the same reason why there are a lot of jewish people in uh media because that is one of the few avenues where you could be like successful doing that you know um i don't know i just don't think that (laughs) anything really warrants a conspiracy based off of that kind of thing i think if you do take the time to just kind of research why groups of people do things over time and why certain groups of people are associated with certain industries it just makes sense and it's not because of like some sort of malicious ulterior motive it's just uh how things turned out you know but people really like to flip and reverse that into something fucked yeah, because people, when they don't understand things, they need simple explanations. Yeah. Extremely <laughs> really oversimplified, <laughs> incorrect explanations. But that's no, what people I, I do when they're I won't afraid let you say of that something. Because, I won't let you say that because there is a <laughs> there is the appearance of there being something shady going on. And I'll explain myself. Because, I mean, if you have a group of people whose theology is is there there's a in and again i'm no expert on judaism i'm just a very casual (laughs) very basic level scholar yeah but i mean from what i have seen the theology and again it, it branches out to the rest of the culture i mean there's a reason why jewish humor is the way it is humor gives a good indication of what the values are of, of a people and Jewish people are very good at doing self-deprecating humor. Um, they understand that they understand through a history, a shared history of having to go through a lot generational trauma. <laughs> that, yeah, that that you know, I mean, oftentimes it's best to be low key, to just keep your head down and go about your business. But then also there is something cathartic about you know getting together to say, ah, what was me? <laughs> so there is that element is there and so when people see people who are in industries that allow for them to do well as a block of people and every single time you bring up hey isn't it weird or interesting that they're all doing very well (laughs) then they say no shh shh, you can't say that people start to think okay wait why why are we not allowed to talk about this (laughs) well i don't know i don't really ever I'm not speaking for anybody other than myself. I don't think there's anything, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging that there is a um, correlation between what certain groups of people end up thriving in economically. Because and even the if fact that they don't want you to the notice that they are. historical <laughs> context behind it, it's pretty easy to understand why certain groups of people 
go into certain trades, especially yeah. if that is the result of you being restricted from other options. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I guess my, my, my big, uh, like addendum to that is, and also if you've, if you've been persecuted for being successful in the past via all these oversimplifications you also don't want people (laughs) to notice you or to think to get envious of you or anything it's also just like you don't want people to immediately to go like if somebody's like hmm have you noticed that there are a lot of jewish people that do banking um and you're a person that is a jewish person that does banking if i were in that situation i too would be kind of like oh where the fuck are you about to go with this because a lot of people do tend to turn that into a little bit of an anti-semitism moment so it is i I think it's 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 pretty understandable for people to be like okay i'm gonna i would like to not (laughs) not do that right now um that being said i don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging certain groups of people um having a lot of success in certain industries because a lot of the time the reason that that happens is because that's what they've been shoeboxed into doing um Mm -hmm. i think that it is especially something that people like to side-eye because jewish people have a long history of already being side-eyed but also happen to be successful in very profitable industries like Mm -hmm. uh, entertainment and banking are obviously both very profitable industries to be in if you're successful in it Um, and I don't think a lot of people necessarily enjoy watching somebody who they might have a prejudice against already being financially successful and then they like to you know put two and two together in their mind and be like oh you're keeping me down or something you know yeah and it's just like "Uh, that happened because other way around you know <laughs> so it's just we're or we're again, just gonna that, keep perpetuating this, is... this issue in just a different way yeah. um i would just really like for everybody to read books you know yeah book is good or just i mean hey there we're lucky we've got the internet you can learn things in a lot of different ways yeah you don't have to learn you don't have to <laughs> it, it, it but no matter what it's always good to be a student of life <laughs> and to not i'm just... a student of the hard knocks you remember when <laughs> not, people on facebook would always put that the, the college they went to was the school of hard knocks I, I saw that a few times i mainly saw the harry potter uh like i i, I attend, went to, i was gryffindor you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. There's like my, a very... my lady's been trying to get me to take the, one of those quizzes for for that. She wants me to take a quiz for how gay I am. It's some <laughs> kind of scale for gayness or I something. I did make my my partner do the Pottermore quit Pottermore Pottermore quiz <laughs> recently. Even though the whole time he was like, "This is fucking stupid. This is stupid. I don't." But and then I was like, "Okay, but answer this question." And he answered all of them. He was happy to. Everybody likes to take a good little personality quiz every once in a while. That being I said, I don't do it. I didn't do the gay Slytherin, quiz. <laughs> whereas I am a Gryffindor, so that's a little awkward. Uh oh! <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> grips, grips, uh, shirt collar. <laughs> um, but what the fuck was? There was something I really wanted to talk about, and it just totally slipped by me. But well, we've got a we've got a docket. We could just we we could run back to the docket if you want. Um, 
because we wandered very far from the podcast drama. Oh, so the podcast <laughs> drama, I did want to circle back to that quickly because I think what is happening in that group of people, again, like I don't know these podcasts specifically like you do. I have listened to Red Scare, but I have not listened to the perfume guy. <laughs> um, but it does kind the of remind <laughs> it kind of reminds me that um, I don't know, like, I feel like I understand what that person's criticism is towards these people being, like, pseudo-right-wing because it's, like, an aesthetic or something. But yeah. I do also, at the same time, feel like that kind of negates the fact that people can be, like, multifaceted in their political views. Like, they can identify as leaning one way or the other, but not necessarily have every single opinion or stance necessarily fall into that category because people are... Um, not one-dimensional little biddies running around being like, I'm conservative, therefore gun good, baby also be alive, that kind of thing. Um, well, see, these people don't, they don't express any political opinions at all. The only things they talk about are oh, cultural things. So it's more kind that, of that, like a, the, actually like this is just a vibe. Yeah, like that's the whole criticism ah. of them is that there was a point when they well, at least for Red Scare, there was a point when they would talk, I mean, very, very, in very vague terms, and they would always use the excuse of, oh, we're, we're girls, women aren't supposed to care about politics, so we just we just feel a vibe, and I just say what's on my, you know, they, they do oh, that thing. But so, you know, they, but they did at least kind of express some opinions at one point, mm -hmm. and then it became cringe to, you know, want like healthcare and stuff so they decided that they were going to not care about that anymore oh, and that okay. happened to coincide with when their show made them enough money to not care anyway oh you know you're only interested in the uh, the average person's only going to be interested in social welfare programs as long as it benefits them and does not require more tax Ugh, money out of them <laughs> that's so cute Oh my god, I really want to move on to Chris Rock. I've been thinking about Chris Rock for a while. <laughs> so, have you seen, did you watch the whole stand-up special or just the part that was yeah. about Will Smith? Because I did only no. watch the Will Smith part, but it was oh, a no, long I watched the whole thing. segment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was probably half of it. So, I don't know. What were your thoughts on it? You know, I've seen a lot of people um, come out and say a lot of things. I've, most of what I've seen is people saying that they just didn't think it was very funny. Um, some of the people who have said that seem to have a personal issue with him where they think that he was a wimp when the, when the whole Oscar thing happened. And so in their eyes, he's being more of a wimp by deciding to, you know, go scorched earth on the Smiths after a year as opposed to have handling having as opposed to have him whatever you get what i'm saying as opposed to handling it in the moment um so that's what i hear people saying now me personally i thought it was funny i, I watched the whole thing um you know he had some funny some funny you know topical stuff um he did a, did a long bit about like abortions and it was really funny um you know but yeah no i mean the will smith thing now, I think we've spoken about this to some degree before. Now, you know, I think Will Smith is, 
This man has destroyed himself, and it's no one's fault but his own. I don't care if your wife is evil. <laughs> you as a man need to be able to stand up to that. And if this isn't working as a relationship, you need to leave. Figure out, I mean, hey, you're rich. You can find a way to co-parent. Very, like, it, it would be so easy to co-parent in, like, an amicable I mean, way. he might want <laughs> to still be there, you know, despite yeah, Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He might, he might still very much so be in that relationship. So, I don't know. And for that reason, I think he's the wimp. Oh, you think just based <laughs> no. on, like, what we know about their relationship, he kind of seems a little yes. puss-puss? Because I've been, I've been assessing this situation for a long time. Um, I've been watching them, the Smiths, ever since, like, maybe 10 years ago when it came out. You've been keeping up with the Smiths? Out. Yeah, no, I have. Ever since, like, 10 years ago when it came out that, that they said they had an open relationship. Oh, wasn't that because she, like, fucked one of Jaden's friends, though? Well, but this was way before anyone knew anything uh, okay. about that. So, yeah, this was, like, 10 years ago. It was a big thing, like, all the radio, like, all the Facebook pages that, that were for radio stations, they were all, like, OM, like, posting clickbait, OMG, did you hear what Jada said about their open relationship? <laughs> so it's been a thing people have been talking about for a while. And ever since then, I was like, that's kind of weird. And then for some, I saw something over the years that made me think that they're Scientologists, too. Oh. So I thought they're even weirder than they already Goody. seem to be. <laughs> And yeah, no, just over time. So I've been watching this and I saw how he was starting to just become more and more of a sucker. He just was looking like a loser sucker. And, you know, it, it was just it was little stuff. The, the first the, the point where I really started to see it was when, uh, you know, ironically was when they were doing the Oscars so white thing mm. because it just looked pathetic to me. I was like, what are you complaining about? It's the Oscars. What do you expect? Go start your own award show if you care so much. <laughs> like, it's the fucking Oscars. We know what Hollywood is. Why are you surprised because your husband didn't win an award? I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of not <laughs> personally invested in any award show. Right. So would you be offended if your favorite movie didn't get nominated for something? No, I mean, like, if I really like a movie and it does get nominated for an Oscar, I'm like, hell yeah. You know, like, recognition yeah, yeah. for a good thingy but i'm not butthurt about it because i am not using the oscars as my own personal measurement of like good and bad content so right exactly yeah no you just like what you like if it like you said if it wins that's great if it gets nominated cool they're recognizing a thing but nah so that was the beginning of it for me what because your husband's like awful movie where he's talking about concussions in the nfl didn't get nominated for an award now now all of a sudden for years the oscars have been totally okay but now all of a sudden because he didn't get this nomination oscars are so white did they, and they go and they to this to take... most recent oscars do you know um no 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 because they actually got banned ah they got banned for like 10 years oh from, shit uh, well will smith at least did he got banned for 10 years from the oscars oh yeah, I don't know if that means that he can't win an Oscar, but it means he can't attend. <laughs> I do think, like, ultimately, regardless of how you feel about the stand-up reaction and everything like that, that was just not a good look. What? The slap, you know? Oh, it was awful. Career-wise. Um, yeah, no, that's what I've been, that's what I'm building up. So yeah, it just kind of made him look yeah. like 
Oh, bitch, kind of. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. He looked like a sucker and a pussy. (laughs) Not even like like, the joke that Chris Rock told wasn't good. And I don't I it wasn't like a hee haw. It wasn't iconic or anything. No, it was just, it you know, just, just a wasn't joke. <laughs> good. It was very much so like on a Comedy Central roast level of <laughs> funny, which is not very. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just kind of feel like it would have more so warranted like an eye roll and kind of maybe you can talk shit about him when you go home or something. But I don't know. That, that's what I was saying. I was like, OK, if you're really so offended by what he said. How about this? If you have to go on stage, go up on stage, whisper in his ear, hey, man, we're going to have to talk after this, and just get away. Just go it off the It did feel like if you have to. Chris Rock's <laughs> segment about the situation, first of all, it, it's kind of weird that you wait a whole year to do this, you know? I don't know. Really? I don't know. I don't think so. I just kind of He wanted to make very, money. It, well, yeah, well, he, but he that's said what it at I the mean. Very it's beginning. just like, that's it. Well, that's what he said right after the slap happened. He was like... You can ask me all you want. I'm not going to talk about this until I can make money off of it. He said that from the very beginning. I can't tell how I feel about that. And I guess I don't really feel anything about that. The thing is, though, is that he talked more. I think that's more, smart. I, think, I feel like he talked more about Jada than he did Will, who is the one that did the slapping. No, but Jada's the reason it happened. <laughs> she's the reason it happened because she's been belittling and destroying this man for years. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> no. That's toxic femininity. Jada Jada Pinkett Smith is like the epitome of toxic femininity. <laughs> she really took a guy. This guy. I mean, you know, Will Smith was always really cool. Yeah. And it and and like he overcame all the odds because he was like a lame rapper, but he still was really cool. Yeah, but he was a sexy man, though. Oh my that's god! What I'm I loved watching Fresh Prince as a kid. That was me he confirming like a... being bisexual and like not full gay or anything right you know? i mean he had a he had a vibe like he had he's a bravado sexy. and a, a presence yeah i think he's and a libra i, I love, think so yeah sorry i just if i ever interject and i just start talking about astrology it's just because i'm a stupid bitch but yeah go ahead no you're fine but no yeah yeah you know he was a really cool guy everybody loved will smith everybody yeah, white people black people it doesn't matter everybody loved will smith he was the great unifier but, of the 90s but then over time we started to see and my theory is jada was jealous of his success because you know i mean her career kind of plateaued at a certain point and you just didn't really see her doing anything anymore and she went to like the school she went to art school and stuff she clearly had aspirations of for fame and like you know stardom and stuff and you know i mean hey look i'm sorry you're not will smith Why'd you marry Will Smith if you're going to get jealous of him? <laughs> you know? I'm more curious above anything about, like, what Willow and Jaden felt about the situation. Well, they both spoke out, like, not too long after it happened. Oh. Jaden said, he said something stupid, like, he tweeted, like, yeah, that's how the Smiths do after the slap. Jaden. And Willow, like, made some vague tweet about how, like, wow i just want everything to not be like this <laughs> that's fair so we know yeah like that's the way i would i would just be I like hey i like hate that my parents are so famous that this drama is in everyone's brain right now 
but they want their drama in everyone's brain. And again, this is why I, I already had been judging them because the Red Table Talk. Have you ever seen any of those Red Table I Talks? I saw one clip. I saw one episode of it, and it was when this one bitch who was like an influencer who had like famous parents who got her into like a like it was like USC or something, and then they were like it was when that whole scandal happened about like famous parents. The Jordan getting, Woods. They're like kids into college for being famous and then she went on there to like basically apologize for it and shit It was like a whole thing, but that was the only one I've seen. I mean, that's the vibe of the show It's just a lot of it's a lot of bullshit. That's exactly what it is. It's a lot of uh, Chasing chasing the cameras chasing the attention. That's what the whole show is about and again, it plays into my my psychoanalysis of Jada is that she is a attention hungry whore, just like Will Smith is. He is too. I'm not limiting it to her. He is too, because he's. I saw him doing all that shit where he was jumping off of cliffs and stuff. I didn't like that either. But <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't really blame one of them more than the other because at the end of the day, they're both fucking grown adults. I feel like they just bounce off of each other in a very publicly toxic way, you know. But Jada's the whole reason he even went up there. You saw that look she gave him. Now, it's his fault he went up there. No, he shouldn't I mean. have gone it's up like, there. It's not like but... she mind-controlled him to go up. And... No, she did, though. I don't This is my that's... whole point. She's been mind-controlling this man for decades. I think she deserves <laughs> And also, not... No, 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 no. None of us are in the sheets I've been watching this. None of us, at the end of the day, are in the sheets with these guys. We don't know yes, what their relationship... Well, as yes, much we as are, they do because... share, they do share a lot, but we don't know everything. We know enough to have an, a good idea of what's going on in that house because she puts every single fucking thing in the show. There's a clip. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a clip where she was trying to promo some episode about like like sex or whatever. Was it the one where and she was like recording herself and then she recorded him? And he was like, "Why you got me on the like stop recording yeah. me?" Yeah, he do, as much of an attention whore as he is. He doesn't even like the level that she's putting them on, on blast with. Yeah, because it makes him look bad because he's a bitch. Look. Yeah, exactly. But he's still, but he's still, he's still coming back for more, which shows you he's like, it's like he's, I mean, again, Scientology. I feel like he's in a cult in his own home. Mm. Like, I think that he's like, like his wife is a cult leader, <laughs> you know? And he's just like, he's just wrapped up in this shit. And again, it's his fault. He let it happen. But this is what's happening. She should have stopped him when he was about to get up. The moment he started standing up, she should have been like, stop, don't do that. Don't do that. Do anything you can to stop him from doing something stupid like that. But no, she wanted him to do it. That's why she looked at him like that. You remember he was laughing I'm not, when it I'm happened. not even gonna, like, I'm sure that maybe, she probably, I'm not saying that she was disapproving of what he did. You know, she probably was like, yeah, do that, you know. But even but if I she wanted him to, she, she should have stopped him. I don't think that we can blame the situation solely on her. And that's kind of what, like, Chris Rock's stand-up vibe was. Was kind of being, like, mastermind controller of the situation. And it's, like, at the end of the day, I'm sure, again, like, they're in a relationship together. They bounce off of each other in unhealthy ways. And it goes public sometimes. I'm not saying that she disagreed with what he did. I'm just saying that he's still his own fucking... He's a man... And he did that. He did that. Do you not believe women can be abusers? No, I absolutely <laughs> believe that. 
I think everybody, regardless of your background, like you are capable of being abusive in a relationship. There are like, I don't feel like, um, you know, like there are, I know a lot of people who are in like gay relationships that are extremely abusive, you know? But I'm talking about a heterosexual relationship. No, I absolutely think that women yeah. are capable of being abusers, and I'm not. But that's but, what but I'm if, saying. If, is if like, a woman, if a, if a woman were were in a in a in an abusive relationship, and she did something that was this same level of just like, nah, you you fucked up and you made yourself look. I bad. just I, now you know everyone would be like. Why? See, look at what he did to her. Look at what he he made her do. See, this is all uh, da 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 da. I don't know. You know that's what people would I be saying. I just think, and you know that's wrong. I'm not saying that it is or is not what their dynamic is. All I'm saying is that might be a lot of overanalyzing a situation, you know? And I but think But you haven't been paying attention. I've been paying attention. All right. Well, <laughs> give me some more give me some more reasons to make me believe that that's the situation at hand. I mean, that's just that's just it though. Like you you just watch what's been going on. The man is weak. The man has been he's been reduced to a nub. You did you see the, any any bit of that that red table when he was on the show when she was talking about the entanglement? The entanglement. The entanglement! Okay, the biggest issue for me is that she fucked one of her children's friends, though. I feel like that's fucking weirdy. That's weirdo territory. Well, no, they're adults. I know, but I'm just saying that (laughs) dynamic is super fucking weird. Like, imagine being Jaden and being like, okay, hey, mom, maybe don't fuck my friends. Don't fuck my friends. Yeah, Yeah, that's a weird situation. I just started watching this show. Have you heard of uh, Milf Manor? Oh, don't even get me started on Milf Manor. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. It literally just makes me... Th- I was thinking about this earlier when we started talking about this. Milf Manor is the most depraved fucking reality TV show. And I love depraved reality TV. I have watched oh, essentially every season of Bad Girls Club... I've watched all the <laughs> shitty fucking TLC shits that they've done in the past. I love reality TV and I love trashy shit. <laughs> I love Garbo, you know, but like that's the, it literally like makes my stomach turn. I've never had a reality <laughs> show make me feel like I was watching something illegal before. And that's how this show makes me feel. It's, but it's fucking so good. gross. And so I, it's more or less not that it's good. It's just that I'm like, I can't wait to see what fucking weird, ridiculous fucking shit you make people do amongst yeah. their children and their children's peers. <laughs> but they're all adults. This is like, it really seems it's like weird. a really good way to make people trauma bond afterwards. You know, like, I feel like they have to have like yeah. an on-site psychologist to like take care of these poor fucking kids like the one episode i think it was the second one where that they were playing like guess whose dirty secret it is and that's then the, the one i'm thinking about yeah it's like i fucked my son's best friend and then like he found out that it was his mom and then he got really really drunk he was and he was like crying and stuff he was, and he was just like Oh my god, I can't. And I was just like, and then she started crying because she was like, Yeah, I didn't realize how bad it was, and now it's really bad, and now I feel bad. And I'm like, Holy shit, bitch. And you did this on TV. And you did this on TV. Like, I can't. I have a hard time believing that it's real sometimes. I'm not going to lie, because, like, that's too. 
who would feel comfortable opening up to that on TV? The kind of people who go on a show called Milf Manor. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I like how the, like the premise is like, oh, you guys don't even know that your sons are going to be yeah. like, no shit, yeah, bitch, right. they know. <laughs> the fake shock. Oh, they're both going to the same place. And going on separate dating shows? Do you really think yeah, that totally. all of these sons and mothers just, like, um, didn't know that they were going to be on the same reality show? Oh, my God. That shit is so I mean, so they have to nasty. sign contracts. Of course they knew. That shit's fucking weird. I love Disco Mommy, though. That one blonde bitch that's, like... She's annoying. She cracks like me her. up. I don't know. She's I, li- just, I like Pola. She's just the one who's really. I feel like she just seems a little too in her element, and she yeah, just like. She's freaky. I like that she like went up to the the like Spanish lady and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fuck your son tonight." And I was like, yeah. Oh. The audacity. And she did that to my favorite, because that I, that's my that lady's my favorite, Pola. <laughs> but anyway, I brought it up because yeah, you know, I mean, hey. Some people just live like that. That's just how some people live. Some people are fucking freaky weirdos. Yeah. So my biggest issue, because I don't like the way that men are being treated in the media. <laughs> so I, my big issue, my big issue is just the way that Will has allowed himself to be portrayed. He's pathetic. He's a loser. <laughs> but that's also, it's not necessarily how he's being portrayed. That's just how he is, though. Okay, but he's letting his wife put him out there like that. And she's doing it. And again, all the other stuff previously, I don't believe is her fault. Because he let it happen. All the stuff where he's being a bitch in the media, he let it happen. My only real issue in the slap situation is that she didn't stop him when she knew she was egging him on to go do something stupid. That's the whole reason that I do blame her a little more than him. What part of that was her aching him on, though? Did you not see that look she gave him? I saw that fucking look, but it didn't... S- That's a lot of mind reading of, like, you mm, look at somebody and be you. like, you need to fucking mm. bitch slap that man on TV right now. Mm. I'll tell you, I'm a married man. Okay. I, I, know, I knew what that look was. I know it to this day. I know what that look was. And that's a look that... That's a look that says. Have you experienced if you don't that do look something, or given the look? I've I've received looks. That's all I'll say. I've received looks, and a look means that you need to do something. Okay. She was telling him he needed to do something because she was embarrassed by the joke. Yet she didn't stop him when he was getting up. That was poor impulse control on both of their... Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I don't know. I just feel like I can't... I'm not going to comment on whether or not that's like an abusive relationship. It's definitely not a good one. It's definitely a toxic one. No, No, I'm not. Because again, like you you even said it. I don't know. I don't keep up with them. So I'm not going to say that based on what I do know. Um, But I will say that they're fucked and they're weird. And um, they're fucked and weird. they're they probably are, based on their vibes. Their vibes are bad. I don't like the vibes. You know? Because I've said this I've said this a million times. I don't believe in letting your kids be that free spirited. Oh, oh that's come a, a, on. alone, that's weird. Alone, that was weird to me. <laughs> oh, you just don't like that they like shave their heads and bleach their hair and stuff. No, no, it's not even that. No, you can do that. I don't like the way the kids are just always fucking talking. 
I think that that's kids just, that get raised with like real like parental guidance. I don't know even to shut think that's the free spirited thing. I think that's because they have the parents that they do who also won't shut the fuck up. So I think they grew up being of the mentality of like I'm gonna just keep talking. I'm but that's what I'm talking. saying. And Jaden's there aren't any parents. There aren't Neo, any adults in the room. Neo Yokio ass is like I'm gonna make <laughs> a fucking anime that's about what? <laughs> it's about Garbo. <laughs> Now I heard that it was it was actually good. What was it, Kai Cobra? It was fine. Neo, Neo was Yokio, good, but not because of him. <laughs> it was fine. Okay. It wasn't. I don't think it was as clown worthy as people made it. I think a lot of people just wanted to clown it because of his association with it. But at the end of and the day, <laughs> it was extremely mid. Um, but that's just now. Mid is better than sucks. No, that's absolutely true. Mid is yeah. better than sucks. Um, Mid is better than But it's worse than fucks. Because if that anime fucked, then it would have been good. So. Well, yeah, but that goes without saying. No, no. But wait, so you were talking earlier about how you wanted to... There was a book you wanted to discuss. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if the listeners out there are familiar, but there's this lady called Caroline Calloway. Oh, Are you familiar? Yeah, yeah so... You know, she had some issues with her friend. She's like a scammer. I'm aware uh, of her mostly just because <laughs> everyone and their mother on TikTok who's like, here's the books I've been reading. I'm always talk about her, <laughs> but I don't know anything about the drama. I just know that some people think she's ass now. Well, she she did an interview with, with, uh, with Red Scare that was actually really, it was mean, but it was funny. But she was just being made fun of by them the whole time. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, she's just, just some dumb influencer chick, and you know, she is she a millennial. Had, I think she's a little older than us, so yeah. Uh. But um, but yeah, you know, just she calls herself a writer the way many of these people do. That, that, have you read a Rupi Carr's poetry? No. <laughs> yeah, that shit sucks. I've never read. seen anything that bad. <laughs> I don't read either, and I still knew that sucked. Reading's for basics. <laughs> just kidding. I just don't. I don't know. I spend too much time fucking gaming to read. All right. I feel you. Well, she had written, you know, essays and stuff that weren't all that great. I read a couple of them. Um, but anyway, she wrote these essays and then come to find out her bestie came out and said, Hey, you know what? Our friendship is not on good terms right now. I'm telling them the truth. <gasps> I wrote everything that you claimed. You oh. wrote. And so the whole premise of her scamming people was she was like scamming publishers by selling them like ideas for books and they gave her advances and then she just like didn't write anything. So her like main identity out of the millions of identities she came up with for herself was that she was a writer. And come to find out, at least based on the allegations that her friend made, the friend was actually writing this stuff. Natalie... Uh, Ghostwriter? Natalie Beach. Yeah. But, but not so Ghostwriter like Nicolas Cage, like Ghostwriter. Yeah, no. Like Drake. <laughs> 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 or uh, Quentin. Ghostwriter like Quentin. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, so she signed another book deal. Somehow, miraculously, she convinced someone else to give her an advance for a book. And she still has yet to, as far as we know as consumers, there is no book. Oh, wow. <laughs> However, Natalie got a book deal, and her book is coming out in, like, July, I think. But so, because I'm a very special person, 
I got an advanced copy of this book. <gasps> yeah. Um, so we'll be reading this book for the show um, and giving our, our opinions on it sometime before it releases so I can get credit for having read the book and get more places to give me books. Can we, should we have like a book club segment? Sure. Or just like a if book If we can get anybody that listens segment? that wants to read it with us. Like yeah, no, one I like of us that. can read a book and be like, here's my take. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That's what I was thinking we would do with this. But like, again, I, I foresee it also being a thing where we do a, a, a perfume nationalist kind of, uh, kind of analysis of the book. This book reminds me of Calvin Klein's Whore. Yeah. Perfume. And here's why. Perfume. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just instantly from the floral notes that you get from it, it just, it melds perfectly with the green cover of the book. So already, just off the jump, we're right there. Do you have any books of childhood that you would want to revisit? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I love um, I love the Ramona books. Oh, I've Ramona got the whole collection. Quimby. Yeah, I've got the whole collection. Oh, that bitch! I love that <laughs> bitch so much. I really okay. So I recently, in my extremely high. Mm, moments i purchased a rl stein book that i remember <laughs> loving that i got is from, it one like, of the like choose your own ending no it was um oh. it was just like a bunch of stupid fucking short stories it wasn't goosebumps it wasn't fear street but i loved both of those as a kid but i remember getting this one book at the library when i was in like fourth grade and i was obsessed with it i think it was called the haunting hour um it had like the super sparkly kind of epic cover of like a skull inside of a hourglass and it looked like some like yeah. <laughs> hardcore like very sexy metallica moments going on oh hell um, yeah <laughs> but i got this fucking book and it's signed by him oh that's wow. cool and i love Arl stein yeah he's still bopping okay. his bussy he's doing shit um All right. but yeah no i just like i want to reread it and be like is this still good because it's probably gonna be Love it wow, listed. he's 79. Oh, he's a Libra, too. Wow. The, the best people are. <laughs> the breast people are. Will Smith. Ugh. No, you mean chest people. <laughs> the chest people are. <laughs> no, I do feel like Libras tend to be in my higher tier of people I like a lot, you know? I don't Same know. <laughs> I don't really have a specific reason for it. It's probably just like some kind of ingrained astrological bullshit that makes me more connected with them. There you go. But I'm a Leo <laughs> and I'm a Libra rising. So maybe it's the, the tendencies, you know? No, I mean, Libras are just really cool people. We just, we, we have a, a, a love of things that are beautiful. Extremely have fun love. vibes. Yeah. We like just chilling and hanging out. People call us fake. And I don't understand it. And I've been trying to explore this and figure it out so, for a long time. My take of that, and also I think because I'm a Libra rising, so I think I've identified this in myself just from like first impression interactions with people. I don't like conflict, um, or I don't like being the cause of conflict, you know? So mm -hmm. if there's a way to sort of alleviate the potential for some weirdo conflict shit happening, especially with people I don't know like that, because I'm, like, not really in the mood for that. Um, 
I'll try to like levy the situation in a way that's not going to cause problems if it's not mm -hmm. necessary or warranted or if I'm just not even feeling that way, which most of the time I'm not because most of the time I really just don't give enough of a shit to like get into like a spicy like fight with somebody. So I feel like Libras do get a bad rap for being fake because they don't, they are very much so into balance. You know, they like harmonious dynamics. They don't want to be responsible for um, creating chaos, you know? And I do think that's kind of why they're like this, that makes sense that they're the sister sign of Aries where Aries are very much so like, I don't give a hick. <laughs> you know, I'll say what I want and you can take it or leave it, you know? And Libras yeah. are more so kind of like, you know, I just don't, I don't really want that vibe right now. It's really just going to ruin my fucking day. So I don't want to do that. And I'm going to just well, try to get out of the situation as peacefully as possible. Bye. And there's a word for that. It's called diplomacy. And it's one of the one of the greatest virtues a human can possess. So I don't see the problem. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think some people, if it can be misconstrued as fake, it could be if like... You ask a Libra a direct question, like, how do you feel about this? And they have an answer that's probably not what the person wants to hear. Yeah. Then maybe yeah. they'll not say that or, like, say it in not so many words. So it kind of is construed as, like, you're not just being upfront with me. I don't think that Libras have a good reputation as far as being direct all the time, but not, like all the time just like sometimes but again i think it's because like there's a internal you know just like is this worth that like is exactly. this conversation worth me being confrontational and like potentially creating a problem or is it you just asking me if you look good in a t-shirt you know because at the yeah. end of the day like it doesn't fucking matter it's a t-shirt if you like it you wear it exactly I don't know. Yeah, I'm a Libra stan. I also love Same. water signs passionately. I love water signs. I'm trying to think who all, because it's, I mix up Aquarius and a Pisces. Water sign. Yeah. I mix up Aquarius and Pisces. Which one is the water sign one? Uh, Pisces is. Okay. And? Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. Okay. Okay. My partner is a Libra too. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, Libra's the shit. Yeah. yeah. I like Leos too. We're kind of I feel like we're controversial. But not really. Like we're not interesting controversial. Like I feel like when you think of a controversial spicy sign it's like Gemini or Scorpio or yeah. something. But um I'm a Scorpio rising. Leos are kind of just like uh you either vibe or you don't and if you don't you're just kinda like they're bitches. And that's fine yeah. too, because we are. Especially so. Leo men. I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think you guys just like to have fun. You just like to, you know, get the, get the room rocking. We like. Fun. And there's nothing wrong with. I that. like being dramatic. I definitely know in my heart of hearts that I am a dramatic person. Um, love to tell stories as dramatically as possible, as far as you can go, without it just being straight up acting. Because I am not an actor. Because I'm also yeah, self-conscious. Just play and one I'm in the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's also another thing is that we're extremely insecure. And it's 
weird because it doesn't come off that way. It comes off as more so like overconfidence, but I think it's like us compensating for our insecurities, like mm. wanting to be liked by people, but it's seeming like you only care about what people think about you. And it's more so just like a, I just don't want people to dislike me, you know? Like, you you fixate a little too much about, like, the internal dialogue and, like, what's going on that's, like, whether or not... I don't know. I think it's one of those things where it's like, are you unevolved or are you evolved? I get that. Yeah, I mean, that could be... That could end up... I can see that being a negative thing if there's too much of that. All right. Thanks for chatting. Yeah, likewise. I hope you All have right, a good rest well, of your Ramadan. Yeah, well, like and subscribe. Uh, ring the bell. <laughs> Please comment. Comment, like, yeah. and subscribe. That's how we get visibility. <laughs> you have to comment. You have to. <laughs> if you don't, then you're a fake fan. Just kidding. But All right, bye, everybody. Bye. bye.